The Wolf and Bull podcast was prepared, conducted, and hosted by the Wolf and Bull team in their personal capacity. This podcast is for expressive listening entertainment, and any views, ideas, or opinions may or may not extend past the boundaries of this podcast. Conversations or specific comments on behalf of the hosts and guests are for entertainment purposes only. Due to language and potentially offensive topics, listener discretion is advised. Baby, I wasn't even born. Oh, you I was were formulated just, in you a were, lab. You were a lab wolf. Were you? That's exciting. Was there a gamma ray that came down and turned you into a wolf? It's actually a rainbow of color. A rainbow wolf. A yeah, rainbow of color. Well, it's, it's great. You know, however you want to identify a wolf. Yeah, they finally... played some Queen. So <laughs> cool. It's it really cool. Queen, and then it, like fused with Boston, like more than a feeling, and then wow. all of a, sudden, a rainbow wave. Of you know, that might be love good. and beauty. It's so that might be a good remix. That's yeah. the same exact way that Kim Jong Un was born. Oh my god. Yeah, it's actually we were born the same day, believe it or not. With yeah. the unicorn and the rainbow. I was over actually the hill, born. Right? Well, I was born the same day as Kim Jong Il. I'm actually. Oh, was that 95. who I, I think that's I what I meant? Kim Jong Il. Yeah. No, Kim Jong Un's like the last name no, of Kim Jong Il is the one who's no he's longer dead. alive. Okay, yeah. Kim Jong Un is, is he, he the died real hard. first. He got ill, and then he. You know it's been long enough. Now it's Kim fine. Kim Jong. He also Kim Jong dead. Kim Jong dead. First he got ill, and now he's sick. <laughs> he invented burritos. No, he was sick to begin with. Yeah. Then he got ill. No, Kim Jong Un invented burrito. Maybe Kim Jong Il did. Is it Kim Jong Uni? One of them claims to be the inventor of the burrito, which. which well, that's I, the, the I, I current mean, the current one's the inventor of the burrito. He kind of looks right. like a burrito. Ooh, those were he fighting does. words. He looks like a fucking groundhog. Kimchi burrito. <laughs> yeah, is what that is. Have you ever had kimchi? By the way, uh, of course she's yeah. had. Of course, base. It is. Kimchi. It's an acquired taste, but it's an injury. Good delish. kimchi is really well. Not all kimchi is delish. Trust me there. Well, but kimchi is pretty good there. overall. It oh, really yeah. is. It's good. But if you go. The original style of how they make it, man. Have you ever read up on how they Mm-mm. they they put this con- con- congealed mass into tin foil and stuff, and they bury it for a per- period Here's of time? Here's the thing: I'm of the opinion that if you look into how most traditional food from anywhere in the world is made, if you dissect it too much, you might be just like, "Ooh, like I, white I think bread you're and mayo." Right? White bread, mayo, and ranch specific, specifically, specifically, specifically. Spe- ranch specifically is the most disgusting abomination to God. <laughs> it, it, it is terrible. Oh so, yeah, so this you're, is you're alienating so I, half of our audience. Look, I love ranch. I love yeah, ranch. I, hey, by the way, I think Hidden Valley was going to sponsor us until just now. well, too bad. Um, so the uh, only reason I say this is because when I was a young wolf lad, human man hybrid uh i worked at a mom and pops restaurant Mm -hmm. and i saw we made homemade ranch and i saw the atrocious planned parenthood-esque things that we did to create the ranch it was un wow godly it was terrible that was a combination that i don't even want to think about well i don't want you to eat ranch anymore you know I, i was reading an article the other day in some science magazine or another about how they're rediscovering ranch Yes. No, old uh, Mediterranean fish, fermented fish flavorings that was used in Italy and Greece and places like that. 
and they're, they're trying to bring back these things that have been out of circulation now for hundreds and hundreds of years. They're trying to figure out how they made them in you know, Herculaneum and places like that along the, the coast of the Mediterranean. Well, it's because Bill Gates and the like, World Economic the... Forum want us to eat bugs. So they're going to bring back rotten fish. They want us to eat poop. bugs, but he also wants to control the weather. Well, that too. Um, yeah, and speaking speaking of eating bugs, um, welcome to <laughs> episode 43. <laughs> Where we eat bugs for a living. Wolf and Bull. Uh, we have uh, the unofficial, official resident guest, uh, Beowulf, on the show with us today as Hello. per usual. Um, got the bowl across from me. Eventually, we'll have cameras, so you'll be able to see our beautiful, almost angel-like faces. I think our very staring. first one that we do, mm-hmm. we pan away from a wooded area, and we can see a wolf staring out from the, the thicket, Yeah, ready to pounce on an unwary... Bowl? No. <laughs> Rabbit. <laughs> and off in the distance, there's a meadow with a hill. And glis- glistening on top of that meadow, yeah. you think standing there majestically. Well, you think originally that it's like some sort of like oasis of water, and it turns out that it's a bull sweating profusely. <laughs> <laughs> and then, how would we present Beowulf? Oh, just as Beowulf. Yeah, she would just be. She would be dressed as the actual mythical character. Oh yeah. Because um, she's the only Didn't one. Didn't be Beowulf live in a cave? Isn't if it was like maybe. a glamping cake. Grindel, 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 Grindelwald? Was it Grindel, Grindel, Grindelwald? Grindelwald. No. Was it Grindelwald that was the bad guy? From the Harry Potter movie? No, from or... Beowulf. There was like a Grendel, oh, Grendel something. No. Oh, Grindelwald. Yes, it was. It was Grendel something. It was but like, it wasn't Grendel. No, it was like, anyway. Um, yeah, but uh, we just got off on the diatribe. Uh, yeah. Um, welcome to episode 43 of the Wolf and Bull podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in on this beautiful <sighs> Beautiful day. The bull is having uh, was a bout the, of... No, uh, that was cheering in the background. Oh, well, I thought you were having a, a little bout of verbal... Vomit. Verbal vomit. Um, it, just a quick diet, uh, I guess, note. Um, if you like what you hear and you feel like you want to support the Wolf and Bull podcast, uh, go ahead and give us a follow and a like on Instagram. We often post weekly about our episodes. And eventually, uh, Beowulf and I are actually going to be starting another podcast via iLevel Studios. Um, a little bit more uh, PC. Um, and by PC, I mean uh Profoundly creative, um, and it's going to be touching a little bit on history. Uh, nice we're going to be well, yeah, of course. I am a master of vernacular, um, but yeah, give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, we are also going to be once we get our videos up, we will be on Rumble. So go ahead and follow us there. And I think we also through Anchor are going to be having Spotify video. I saw yes, that. absolutely. Um, so yeah, we'll be all over the place. Um, you know, we'll be in Congress, in, in just uh, as a... on CNN, on Fox, you know, on billboards. <laughs> yes, yeah, you'll get on that. Uh, what's the channel that you see? Every damn thing ever that's happening in the Senate and Congress. The we like Billy Mays. C-SPAN. Oh, C-SPAN. C-SPAN, right? We'll, C-SPAN, yeah. They'll, we'll just we'll just like kind of overwrite C-SPAN and just continual kind of one video of Wolf and Bull after another well, continuously until be talking. you're all totally indoctrinated and you actually can know what the code is. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna bring it up. You're I'm gonna, gonna you know to I'm gonna bring it. one more thing up. You're gonna have to expose it. I've been hearing now for nearly a year about this. This soon-to-be podcast. We're recording that, it tomorrow. You know what? I got to tell you, audience, get ready. Hold on to your shorts or this. You're going to love it. Shave your nipples. It'll be crazy. Okay, I wasn't going to go that far. You're going to be want to be... You, if you really want to shave your nipples, what razor should you use? 
Jeremy's razors. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're gonna want to be. Uh, you're gonna want to be. Um, sorry for that little uh, indoctrination there. Uh, you're gonna want to be. Shout out Daily Wire. Uh, you're going to w- want to be as aerodynamic as possible when you listen to Beowulf and I speak. It is going to be a thrill ride through history like you have never ever experienced before, unless you're listening to David. That Adderall. actually sounds like a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that podcast. Yeah, yeah it'll be great. Be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, episode 43, I don't think there's anything more that I can say that will butcher this intro anymore. So, uh, Beowulf decided to spend a lot of her time, um, putting together this episode. So if it is a wild success, the bull and I will take credit for it. And if it's a massive <laughs> failure, the bull and I will blame Beowulf. Um, before we jump into the topic though, uh, what, how are you guys doing? What's going on? Is this a oh, week? It's, it's a week. I mean, been working out really hard at the gym, you know, pumping iron. Yeah, then it's not full. a week, it's a strong. Oh, ha God, ha. I, y- you have an endless <laughs> surplus of dad, dad jokes. genius. Your jokes are so dad jokes that they're almost meta dad jokes. Meta dad? Like Mark Zuckerberg is rolling over in his figurative grave at how incredible your dad jokes are. They are well, Maybe he'll next put level. it in the algorithm so that people can hear them more often so speaking of changes no uh, you asked her how she was well i think we just had food arrive we did Um, we have a we have a meal at the door that i need to grab very professional just pause me for a minute okay well you can just get up and walk i mean there's not gonna be anything i can do to change this now so we're just gonna eat believe it or or not animals have to eat too we probably shouldn't eat while we record other than other than the wolf who is usually tearing small furry animals apart yeah, it's normal. normal. I do. It's normal. So, so what about you, Wolfie? How have things been going? <clears throat> well, doing okay? I'm also swole. I'm getting swole. Uh, you know what I have realized? Uh, yeah, we're not going to eat while we record. That would be hilarious, but we're not going to do it. Um, what I've realized is the last two years have been a giant social experiment um, resulting in us going back to a time similar to the 1970s. Um, because this week, uh, U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball, uh, from the Daily Wire, uh, ruled, I believe she's not from Florida. The, she's not from the Daily Wire. No, this is from the this Daily is Wire. From yeah, the Daily she Wire. is from Florida. She's a judge from Florida. Uh, this is from the Daily Wire. Uh, she The federal ruled, judge, right? Federal judge, yeah. She ruled on Monday that the travel mask mandate is unlawful, quote, because it exceeded the CDC statutory authority and properly invoked the good cause exception to notice and comment rulemaking rulemaking, and failed to adequately explain its decisions. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Doesn't the CDC able to control every single thing we do, including whether or not we pay rent? No. Yeah. Well, sure apparently, it is. Yeah. Okay, you know, the the interesting part about this is not that this ruling came down. It's been a long overdue ruling. The interesting thing is that people are finally getting the cojones to actually come out and say what is right and what's not right. That's what I see happening. Now. I think I have to say something and it's going to probably offend everybody, but I've I'm never, already offended. I've always you offending. People? I'm pre offended. Yeah. I do that for a living. am so tired of everyone's bullshit. And what I mean by that I'm offended. is this has taken this decision, CDC, which is not a, an elected, it's not an elected organization. It is not an organization that has any legislative power. It is not an organization that has any judicial power um, or executive power. Uh, it has, over the last two years, abused its power on behalf of the federal government. And people have pretended as if that has been okay for two years. And now everyone's cheering when the pilots finally come 
uh, and Uber and Lyft for some reason, and all organizations that provide transportation, uh, come out with smiles on their faces saying that we no longer have to wear masks after destroying the economy, bringing us closer to a war with Russia and China, um, delegitimizing our uh, globalization type powers within Europe and within the uh, the uh, specifically the South China Sea. After all of that, we are now celebrating as if this is something that no one knew for two years. Um, all the conservatives who are cheering right now, shame on you. All the liberals that are cheering right now, none of them, shame on you. Um, I am so tired of this nonsense because we've been taught specifically, and I'm not going to get on a diatribe in this because I'm sure people are tired of hearing about this shit and I want to get into this topic. I don't want to get political outside of what I've already said. I'm <laughs> sick and tired of the nonsense LARPing. It's live action role playing. That's what everyone's doing. We're pretending that we are in uh, what was that movie in the eighties? Why don't, why don't, don't you do? Why don't you do everybody a favor and describe that a little, a little more fully? Because LARPing, you said that isn't as and, and a lot of people do know what it is, of course. But live you, action role playing. Yes, but but really, finally describe that because that is that is reality today. Yes, it, it's it's been contained in the past within like kind of mini versions of it but this has been a global phenomenon so, so, so what was that one movie in the 80s where it was like an ebola outbreak uh was it called contagion it was called uh, or was it called outbreak outbreak, outbreak. Yeah. so i watched that as a kid right mm -hmm. and here's the thing about ebola and this is a little bit of a diatribe but it paints a picture ebola is a like 85 percent mortality rate if you get it you will die you bleed out of your orifices your eyes your butthole your mouth everything and you you get pores and pus all over your body and you just basically die it's a terrible disease it's not airborne either it's not airborne it's 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 contacted via um, either blood transfusions or if you have some sort of like a saliva spit someone coughs on you um, it's very direct person to person so that's something that that movie painted a really accurate picture of because people were in giant you know in the 80s obviously as well as it could they were in giant you know um, body suits and like the risk was like oh everyone's gonna get this and they're all gonna die and I think at some point in the movie it did become airborne um, I can't remember but to anyway make the movie better sure yeah, to make the movie better um, so that's one thing and as we've seen, COVID-19 is not that, thank God. Um, and what it tells me is that if this ever happens again, um, knock on wood, um, we will all do the same exact thing. And if it is something that is like Ebola, we will all ignore it because once a wolf cries, uh, everyone ignores the, the kid who cried wolf mm -hmm. until something actually happens. So my biggest thing is, and to, so just to wrap this up, it, live action role pay, playing, no offense to people who do it, I would probably... Honestly, I'm actually kind of interested. But this is my interpretation of it. It is a bunch of adults who are interpreting something, be it a fantasy world or a historical world in which they are pretending to be something that they are currently not in everyday life. So, for example, Star Wars. If I wanted to dress up like a Jedi, I'd carry around, you know, a silly lightsaber that doesn't is, cut through isn't anything. That's what, isn't that what's happening through, especially the younger generation, looking at these games, for instance, just as an example? They 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 are entrenched in in Fantasyland. In, yeah, well, and so it, it kind of bleeds off into reality, LARPing. Well, I don't think. But, but if but maybe we don't want to get stuck on that. But if you look at what you just talked about, though, yes, look what's happening over in Shanghai right now in Beijing. Uh yeah, it's. I mean, uh, they're 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 completely locked down. People are. They're starving, literally people to death. starving, yeah. and killing themselves and yeah, everything else over this same issue. And, and here's the it's he, being underreported in mass media right now. But there are, I mean, well, it's because the mass media it, is it takes very little digging to see the kind of stuff that's going on right now. Well, and this is and this is the big thing that bothers me is it takes very little digging and all the people that are talking about the COVID nineteen stuff and now for some reason 
uh, have got bored with COVID and now we're talking about Ukraine and they'll get bored with Ukraine and we'll probably start talking about trans men taking over women's sports. Um, and eventually it'll be something else like Joe Biden's ass hair. Um, so it's, it's, it's people are, are they're jumping onto these things that media is telling them to care about guys. The thing that bothers me about this, I'm not saying you can't care about things. I'm not saying you can't care about cultural issues or social issues. Obviously there are things we should be concerned about early on in COVID. We should have been concerned about it rightly. We didn't know what it was. There was not a lot of data coming out. Hell, you and I had masks in like December of 2018, 2019. Yeah. Well, we were a year early. Yeah. We were a year (laughs) early. Um, but December of 2019, we had masks before the media was talking about it. Cause I was listening to the BBC and they were talking about something coming out of China, potentially coming to California. Um, so we got stuff and we were prepped and obviously we didn't know what to expect. It has been two years and we are back at square one now. Nothing has changed with COVID. The numbers have... Except we wiped out the world economy. And the flu. The flu has never been mentioned in the last two years, by the way. Um, so we can talk about all those things, whether it's the flu or not, or all this nonsense bullshit. But it's funny that all this is now going away and we are six months away from primaries. Mm-hmm. Funny, 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 funny. And, and everyone, well, that's a conspiracy. Everything people say is a conspiracy these days turns out to be true, which, it, you know, obviously is hilarious because when I was making fun of Alex Jones about a, about a year and a half ago, when yeah, we were he's, doing different He's episodes. looking like freaking Nostradamus. Well, yeah, we, well, even Nostradamus is wrong is because he's super broad. Info the frogs War- are gay. InfoWars went bankrupt today. Yeah, he's declared bankruptcy, yeah. yeah. Well, that's because the mass media has censored him and Sandy Hook accusations that he has gone on about right, really right, screwing right. over because he's being uh, sued, which, mm-hmm. you know, he rightfully spoke out of turn about Sandy Hook. Obviously, I'm not going to say anything about it. I have my own beliefs. I think that what happened happened, and I think that people, you know, should be careful about what they say. Um, and unfortunately, that's the case with Alex Jones. But the thing with Alex Jones and Nostradamus and anyone who says anything like that is it takes a few singular things that are... Uh, true out of all the stuff they're wrong about it only takes being right once that's all it takes and that's the the funny thing about cynicism um and so people will look at cynicism they'll say well that person was right about one thing the world's ending tomorrow but they were wrong about everything so what did the federal judge of florida do i mean they basically just said that you know she she the the cdc overstepped their bounds Mm -hmm. and so nobody's wearing masks anymore on the planes? Yeah, they don't have to wear masks on the planes anymore. They don't have to wear I'm masks sure. on the In the United States. And here's the thing. In, in, the, well, United in the United States, States, and it's technically unlawful. So technically, if you wear a mask, it's illegal. So I, I see, I'm of the belief that anybody that wants to wear them should wear them. It's, it's not I don't illegal think, to I don't wear think a mask on a plane. What's she bothering me now is there's going to be a backward deal where people are blaming people for wearing them. But, that shouldn't happen Well, either. pause for a second. And I agree with you. She ruled that it was unlawful. So to obviously, force people to wear a to mask force people. Plane. So if you were to be a so I should rephrase that. If you were to be a pilot and say you guys can't get on the plane list to wear a mask, that's unlawful. So that's why. I'm well, mad. right. That's um, the pilot. He's an employee. He can't force people. On the neither plane can the anymore. TSA. But can't the private private enterprise? I mean, they can, and that's yeah. that's the funny thing the, about what's all this. unlawful is the CDC mandated. Well, what's funny about all this is everyone was baiting their breath in relation to the private enterprises. That, oh, yeah, the and then all plate. of a sudden they all came out and were like, ah, oh, yeah, we're not going to do this, which tells me from the very fucking get go, had they have not listened to it, we wouldn't be here today. Guys, that's because the world is run by lawyers. We it, know no, that. it's not even run by lawyers. It it's run is. by people's opinions and how they feel. Today. No, those yes. those corporations did all of this stuff to protect themselves. They There's certainly a number of people at the sued. top end of these corporations that have and an agenda. There's no doubt about they're that. They're going to get sued 
because they cared about that. This was a situation of a rock and a hard place. You know how you solve that situation? And in like any scenario, if someone criticizes you specifically publicly, don't apologize. You don't come on and say sorry. You don't bow to the will of someone's opinion. You say fuck you. And that's what you do in all this entire situation. When it comes to wearing a mask, again, guys, let me remind everyone, and I hate saying this because I'm like beating a dead horse. This didn't have to happen. We could have all said, ha, 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 federal government, you have no power over us because they don't. It was never, ever a law. A mask mandate is not a law. A mandate is not a History law. History has proven the federal governments have power over everybody they want to when they want it for periods of time until anarchy reigns. Because it's happened throughout history over and over and over and over and over again. All we have to do is look back in our own history in the United States and look at indigenous peoples or Japanese Americans during World War II or, or, or. It's happened throughout history and it's going to continue to happen. And, and the, the bulwark against that is actually the, the populace getting more educated about what's real and what's not and actually forwarding their ideas, talking about them like we're doing today and actually finally stepping forward and doing something about them. Yes, and and you're right about that. And look, what I mean by laws and mandates, because there's a differentiating factor. Laws go through the Senate, they go through Congress, they get passed as bills. Mandates they become, are just basically... Well, man, here's the thing. Mandates have some sort of credence in times of emergency. If there was a time of war and we mandated something, the idea is it, Martial law, it lasts right? for a short period of time, not indefinitely. Correct. I mean, Lincoln is famous for declaring martial law. Martial law. Martian law. Martian, Martian law. law actually happened during the War of the Worlds. Orson Welles actually claimed it was going to happen. <laughs> I love that movie. Tom Cruise. Not the movie. Um, the movie. That was great. originally a radio I program. It scared the shit out of everyone. People didn't um, know. They tuned in five seconds after it started. Before the when there was a when there was a, a thing that said, "Hey, this is not real." Mm -hmm. They tuned in five minutes after. People lost went fucking minds. crazy. Yeah, they, lost they thought the Martians had landed. Well, I, I, just to, to wrap this up, I guess my my point in saying all this is that. Uh, and this is something in people look as having family that has um, differences between other individuals that are particularly life endangering in situations like this. I've always been apprehensive about certain things when it comes to wearing a mask and abiding by certain rules. The only reason I stopped listening to any of this was because six months in, into it, everyone decided to burn cities down. I think and, it was more like three months. into. Okay. Three months, six months time at this point doesn't matter anymore in my opinion, um, because it's, it's the same nonsense. We're in the middle of a pandemic. If people are going out and doing their thing, I have a problem with that, especially when the media says, well, you can't catch it at night. Because, well, if you can't catch it out night and outside at night, then you're not going to catch it during the day when the sun is out. So why are you enforcing things during the day? Why are you enforcing things? Because here's the thing. Again, like anything, it has started out as uh, six feet apart or wear a mask if you're in a large crowd. And then it became, well, wear a, wear a mask all the time. I'm wear a mask inside and double mask and triple mask. And my biggest thing is, look, if you feel concerned, that's fine. The funny thing about all this is I would guarantee maybe 90% of the population today who are not wearing masks, half of them were wearing masks when the media was talking about it. And then all of a sudden, the planes and all the private agencies and all the people, when, because of one judge that decided to say something two years after the fact that we all knew was correct just decides to change your mind on a Monday and everybody cheers on the airplane. Uh -huh. right? It's like, uh, what know, is what type of brain, like, you know, it's a interesting lot of smooth to me brain though, stuff there, there are people on this planet and others. We go back to talking about Mars for a second and, um, look, I got a bit of trivia for you. Who's probably the most famous author that wrote about Mars of all time. 
Oh, oh, Basum. Basum. Barsoom. Uh, Barsoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barsoom, uh, which is John Martian Carter, for Mars. John Carter, Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Mars. Uh, Edgar Rice Edgar Burroughs. Rice yes. Burroughs. There you right, go. right. And the, the funny thing about them, until, until um, John Carter, was it John Carter? John yeah. Carter. Until John Carter actually went there in a, in a uh, hypnotic, uh, peyote-induced express lane to Mars mm-hmm. back in... It like was 1920 DMT. or 1850 or whatever it was. Yeah, he was on DMT. DMT. Yep. Until that happened, they, those people were uncontacted. Those people on Mars, Bursum, were uncontacted completely. We didn't even know anything about them. Did you realize that? I love how you're using this movie and this book. That The book, arguably better than the movie that came out oh, a while ago. Um, the book was terrible. The movie the was terrible too. As an adult reading the book over again, I read it as a as a kid, and Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote a lot of his Tarzan. stuff. Tarzan. He's most famous for Tarzan, yeah. but he wrote a whole bunch of different interesting series, and especially as a youth, they were exciting. They were they were they they moved, but they were written kind of like serials, kind of like almost comics in mm. a way. And they were not. He was not a great author, though some people would argue with me on that. But if you read the the whole Mars series, for instance, you'll see that right away. But my whole point is that there are people in this world now that didn't give a shit or care or even get touched by this whole process we're talking about over the last two Which years. Which is so and crazy. And that's interesting, isn't it, Beowulf? It is. And that is why we are doing an episode on uncontacted tribes. Look at her demeanor. It just changed immediately. <laughs> we went from those topics of inciting, like emotional stress and now well, she's that's, got a that's smile on Be- her face. Beowulf is a conflicted individual. If yeah. anyone stumbled up, up across this episode because they were interested in learning more about, you know, the Centelese people of the Bay of Bengal and instead they got face slammed by your... <laughs> First of all, it's <laughs> By your sla- update. No, it's not face sl- it's slammed. It's slammed. mask slammed. Butt slammed. If anyone's, sl- if anyone's sl- still listening, then I've got a treat for you. Well, that, Hey, so Beowulf, by the way, our names will be said in the other podcast. So that's why we have the other podcast. That's this great. is the uncensored, dirty, disgusting, vulgar, offensive version of what our podcast well, will well, be. Well, what about us? I'm, I'm reserving. I'm saying you and I are. We're the, no, I mean you're the vulgar. But yeah. We're the NC I was seventeen. It, I was another dad joke, and you didn't. It just went flying right over here. No, like, I heard it. I'm just not going to acknowledge that one. I don't. Yikes! You see how I'm treated here? I'm so sorry. I'm treated, you know, kind of like um, you know, I don't you're know. Just put in a complaint. just put me in a china shop and then watch. See, that's better. Um, that's a better one. Quality over quantity. <laughs> anyway, Beowulf, let's talk about these uncontacted tribes. You know what I used to think, by the way? What? I used to think when I was a child that the world was a very small place. Mm-hmm. And now I realize that it is, it is just as small as I thought it was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, I'd, I think it would be prudent of me to clarify the title of this episode. Uncontacted tribes is, is catchy, but it's not necessarily 100% accurate. Because your European exploration, colonization has ensured that many indigenous tribes have had some form of contact with the quote unquote outside world. But for whatever reason, whether it be for their reluctance to assimilate to some level with outsiders or because governments have decided to leave them alone entirely on their own volition, these are tribes that live fairly segregated from normal society. So um, when you go live in a cave, wolf by yourself, we'll call you an uncontacted 
person. He's Why an uncontacted you? wolf. Who's to say that I don't live in a cave right now? Well, I mean, are I don't. Well, I was going to say, I think when I my close existence? my eyes to go to sleep, do you leave for the cave and come back before I wake up? <laughs> I do. That's why I that's, smell that's so bad. Great. Well, they live in voluntary isolation, and the term uncontacted therefore refers to like a lack of contact with most society in general. But sometimes they do, you know, every once in a while have you know, a bit of, of a camaraderie with nearby. The people. question I would have just on, after that first statement is. Is there anything truly left that's uncontacted? Yes, in cells you know? in their mom's basement. Well, there... I was going to say there's there's one, and we talked about yes. that I know of, and we talked about it in an episode like three or four or whatever it was when I told the story. Three or four? No. Uncontacted. Sasquatch. Oh, Sasquatch. That was like seven or eight. Why yeah. is it that the people who see Sasquatch? Oh, well, I guess I you said, I was going to say they're always like some, some crazy, some ass crazy guy, <laughs> some psycho, some crazy psycho. I was probably a 16 or 17 year old psycho. Well, think about it. Think of how much open land in somewhere like Alaska or the Canadian, like the Northern Canadian. Well, yeah. So real, if you've ever been to the dense, dense forests in, yeah. in places around the world, the Amazon, mm. the Northwest, oh, it's just the, endless places in China. It's, it's. You could see how things have never been found before. Oh, I'm sure. I've got a real lots. question for you that I never asked about Sasquatch. Yes, what, I'm ready. What were you doing out there with your your lady friend in the wilderness? I'm sure they were writing poetry. Were you together. discovering rocks? Were you doing geophysicist things? I was studying the geodynamic thermal. Have you ever considered that swampland? You ever consider that maybe Sasquatch was an out-of-body experience from some ethereal creator warning you of the danger of the person that you may have been with? What if they had been a murderer? She was a lovely young lady. I would never say anything otherwise. Hmm. Um, (laughs) But there could be some realities there. Yet undiscovered in the end. I have to spend a little more time on the therapy couch before I figure that out. I just was hiking with my girlfriend, and all of a sudden, I saw a crazy hairy man. <laughs> if you haven't listened to that episode, you can oh, go hilarious. back and find it. It's like our funniest <laughs> episode. Easily. That yeah. episode is not, repeat, not one of the ones there's a code in. By That's the way. right. There's a code. There is a lot of extra audio extras, though. The masterful technique and skill of our audio engineer here, resident <laughs> audio engineer, that gets paid $0. So please subscribe. He gets lots of pat, pat, patting on the wolf top. Yeah, a little scratches behind scratches my ears. Scratches behind the ears. little muzzle rubbing. Very nice. <laughs> so how many tribes are there? <laughs> there are estimated to be between about 100 and 200 tribes. 200 tribes? Tribes. That are uncontacted. Ooh. Numbering up to about 10,000 individuals as uncontacted people. Now so, remember that they still may have contacted at some point, but they sort of live in... Uh, they live. They've chosen to retreat from, from normal society. Are you talking about the Mennonites here? No. The Amish. Well, I thought she was just talking about Amish people who use fax. Amish are not included. In like this? people who use fax machines. Like, aren't they a part of this? Hey, I I was around. <laughs> I was around when we had. To, you know what a mimeograph is? Dear God, what is that? How do you exactly. Tell if you're you have. No, oh, jeez. <laughs> No, you used to have to run copies through a blue ink mineograph. No, you're talking about the printing press. <laughs> I'm not quite that old. Yes, I I actually printed the first 
What was the What was the first thing printed? Do you know the that? Bible? Yes, I know. But what version of the Bible? Uh, the King James, James version. version. Yes. yes. And what was and the name of the printing press? Oh God. Uh, no idea. I can't remember. I can't either. I was yeah, there was a specific <laughs> name, no one knows. Um, uh, Gutenberg. Yes. Gutenberg. Yes. That's right. Well, there are that that stat, the 100 to 200 tribes comes from the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights in the UN and the nonprofit group Survival International. And Survivor International is a London-based charity and human rights organization that was formed in 1969. Its main cause is to campaign for the rights of indigenous or uncontacted people. And to protect wow. the illegal voting practices of Richard Nixon. <laughs> that is their final goal, yes. <laughs> but uh, we know... right here, right? <laughs> we know yeah, about yeah, these actually, yeah, 68, dick. actually. 68. Tricky dick. <laughs> who, do you know who you ran against? I'm full of trivia tonight, by the way. God. Um, His name was George. And he rhymed with McDonald's. Not rhyme, but he had the first two letters the same. Dale, if you should know this, I my brain stopped working. I don't know. George McGovern. George McGovern. From Minnesota. Minnesota. Nice. No, that's not true. That's it's Humphrey. Not true. It was no. Hubert Humphrey. Yeah. Hubert Humphrey. Yeah. George McGovern from Minnesota. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fun trivia. I'm sorry. So I how do we it. even know about these tribes? Do we have some sort of collection, some database that well, was this, put together this, by Well, Survival International put together the database, right? Is that they what you're saying? They do have a database, but neighboring indigenous people have made contact and shared a lot of information with, you know, there are tribes out there that do have some form of trade or messaging with other people. And, Is this database open source? This is an open source database. I'm sure you could probably <laughs> Wikipedia it if you really want to. Oh, but Wikipedia. we've gathered a lot of information from aerial footage via helicopter, satellite, and drones as well. So we often, we as in governments across the world in these places where there's uncontacted, uncontacted people will often check up on. You kind of so wonder the if these people are looking up and they see these planes and helicopters and stuff, what they really think. Oh, it's know? argued that they, <laughs> they freak out. In fact, one of the tribes we're going to talk about today have actually been caught on camera throwing spears at a helicopter. Well, the real question I have is how does one become a helicopter pilot for this particular occupation? Are they a part of the FBI, the CIA, Area 51. I think these helicopters Congress. are all, they're drug runners that happen to have cameras on board oh, is what gotcha, they really gotcha. are. Pablo Escobar played a pivotal role in the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights. <laughs> it's right. He supplied 90% of the footage. That's his, his, great, his great charity to the world. Well, there are some important talking points regarding uncontacted people often brought up you know, by these organizations and campaigning for their rights, and it's protecting the environment and land that these people live in. Uh, protecting them from exploitation or abuse from the people around them that are maybe living in a more quote-unquote civilized situation and the importance of no contact to prevent the spread of modern illness in the tribes, which is going back to what you were talking about, Bull, with how these people likely have not had any contact right, with COVID-19. Right, right. We don't want them to get COVID-19. No, well, we don't. I mean, we should yeah, send I mean, them all, masks. All you have to do is look back in history and the conquest of different uh, which, you know, areas of the world when... Conquistadors came over to the New World, or somebody went to India, or all these different things that happened throughout history. And one of the main things that always happens, these wars break out and everything. But half the time, the people that win them are the ones that transferred their diseases to the people that lost it. You know, here's the thing that I have a question about, and I've always had a question about, is wouldn't that technically work both ways? Well, Absolutely. So, for example, if I come across 
one of these uncontacted tribes that are actively still using fax machines. <laughs> and they had a disease. I could technically catch something that they have become immune to. It happened all the time. So then you, you have to what, think about really this. The, when you go to tropical places, you're supposed to get a bunch of shots, right? Are we protecting ourselves? Is this about well, us? Well, I think the difference, I understand what you're saying and you're right. You know, you go to certain countries, you need to get a malaria shot. You need to get all, all, all these, you know, vaccinations. Um, however, with, uh, one of the differences here is these are usually a small groups mm-hmm. versus someone like you or me who's con- come in contact with probably hundreds of thousands of people Very over the course point. of our lives with all sorts of different things going on and filtering yeah, in and out of our I body. Still, I, you have a point there, but I still think, for example, if this small group of individuals, I don't know, has developed an immunity to smallpox because smallpox broke out there. And that's true. We'll that could likely be the case that uh, they've they've had some sort of disease filter through, you know, a group of 200 people well, over generations and they've developed an immunity that we you'd haven't. have to well you bring up you bring up smallpox well and i i just as a, an aside from this one of the ways that i think it was during the french and indian war i can't remember which it was this is predominantly used but traders tra- i don't say traders as in traders to a country i mean traders like people mm-hmm. trading stuff in the united states would trade with indigenous people and intentionally give away blankets that had smallpox in them isn't that fun and it, i mean like a good it's just, this is i mean it's a, it's a method of war yeah and, and i think like... i think uh beowulf's point though is very a- accurate because you think about europeans going to the new world for instance as an example and they've been exposed to all kinds of countries and ethnicities the, the they, they had already conquered parts of uh, africa and india and places like that there's all kinds of things that they had become over time some semblance of immunity to. So if you're going to look at who has the worst diseases coming at each other, it's the one that's been exposed to most that's going to give away, in, which is counterintuitive to buy back and back to, to Orson Welles and the War of the Worlds because the end of that happened what? The Air. end of it was that all the Martians died. Oxidizing because of oxygen. No, it was, it was, no, it was a, I thought it was Tom Cruise. I thought it was Crows. Yeah, Cruise killed them all. But it was, it was no, it was, it was a, a, a microscopic... Oh. Something, some disease in the water oh. that killed the Martians off. Mm-hmm. That movie wasn't yeah. accurate. It was crows in the movie. I'm it's going perfectly with accurate. Barsoom um, has stayed on Mars since well, then. Well, I guess my question is, is a lot of these, unca- well, not a lot. Some of them, I would assume, are cannibalistic. So uh, if an organization or a tribe that is cannibalistic, I would have to assume over the generations has developed an immunity to certain things that we otherwise would not have. Because I don't know about you, but the last time I ate a man's liver, I w- didn't exist. So well, Interesting that you bring that up because... Because there's actually a disease specific to cannibalism, and I was reading a little bit about this in our in our uh, reviewing some of the notes that Beowulf put together, and I don't have I think it was called the Core K O R E Indigenous People of Papua New Guinea, and there's there's a lot of stories around cannibalism in Papua New Guinea, specifically pertaining to the Rockefeller family. We could get into yeah, that a little yeah, bit, but yeah. but uh, this 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 group. The women and children would get this weird disease. It was called a uh, uh, prion disease. It's mm-hmm. a, it's something about the the nervous system, the brain, and they they would waste away. And they, some people call it laughing disease because they'd lose control of themselves. And over the course of years, they would simply die off from this. And they finally traced this back to the fact that they had, as part of their culture, they would eat their dead. Mm-hmm. You know, there's they say to themselves, "Hey, you, you bury someone, the worms are going to eat them." Instead of that, yeah. we're giving them. Why let it go to waste? Priori- well, no, it's not about that going to waste. It's about 
um, uh, admiring their lives yeah. and consuming them in some way or shape or fashion. Well, the ones that did all that were the women. Well, it's interesting. And they would feed their kids some of the stuff. The men didn't ever got any of this stuff. Well, that's sexist. Um, but what's also interesting <laughs> uh, is there are a lot of tribes that actually, like peoples that do that. I remember watching something on, I think it was like Discovery or 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 David Attenborough's Not Geo, um, where they had this whole thing where someone visited a specific tribe. I want to say it was like in South America and someone died and they kept that body like just in a home for like, a few weeks and then just would like eat the skin and stuff. And I was like, wow, this is well, really it, organic. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, it, it is not uncommon no. in the course of history for yeah. people to do two things in, in a religious manner. Yeah. As I just described, right. A, a kind of a, a sacrament to your, the, 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 the people that are your ancestors, mm-hmm. if you will, you're engaging in devouring part of them in, in, in thus moving their uh, essence along with you into time. And the second one is to eat your enemies, right? That was a big deal for a lot of people. And, Which, and I, I, you know, we can get into it a little later, but the whole, uh, I think it was Michael Rockefeller was the son. Yes, yes. It's like the fifth son of Nelson, Nelson Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. They're an evil you know, family. Adventurous yeah. guy. And I, I read a lot about that over the years. And, and it's a very interesting story and, very dramatic ending to his life. World Economic Forum. Anyway, uh, we should, on a side note, introduce garlic salt to these peoples. I mean, they would lose their minds. They probably already have figured out something like that. Maybe, or maybe not. Maybe garlic salt would be something that would revolutionize their cannibalistic well, tendencies. Maybe you should mask up and go visit one. I'm going oh to my. deliver some yeah. garlic salt. I, I don't know. Now that you're all yoked, though, I'm, I'm afraid I'll dress they would as a wolf. You. They probably would. Well, I'm too sinewy. Well, you probably yeah. couldn't because most of these countries actually uh, provide these lost tribes with legal protection via national forests and legally protected grounds. For example, the North Sentinel Island in India is a protected ground. There's national forests in Brazil where a lot of these tribes live. Brazil is huge and there's a lot in the North Amazon. North Sentinel, that, that's the one I've heard about before. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk about that one in a little de- in more detail in a second because I think that's the most Interesting. famous, infamous one. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that one because it's also interesting because it's just an island. Like it's not, right. it's not secluded, right? yeah. very secluded, but, uh, a lot of the dangers to these people include things like ranching, farming, lumbering, oiling, prospecting, poaching. These are, mm-hmm. um, encroaching upon the areas where they are. And you can actually see in some satellite photos them moving their villages or their locations away further from further and further away. Yeah. And yeah. So they're able to do that. But there's an example here of the, I don't want to pronounce this wrong, but I probably will. The Nukak tribe of Colombia. Um, they were contacted by a missionary group and were receptive to trade. They actually ended up moving closer to the settlers, but this resulted in an outbreak of sickness as we've been talking about. Violence with drug traffickers who were taking advantage of the situation. Pablo Escobar. And, uh, and the death of more than half of the tribe. The Colombian government eventually relocated them to a nearby town where they reportedly still live in ab- abject poverty despite government support and food provided to them. But they're still considered now uncontacted people. Hmm. Uh, also, um, the... I, it's A-C-R-E. I don't know if it's Acre or Acre. 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 Um, they're an uncontacted people who live in a village in Brazil. And actually, as recent as 2014, 
they ended up going to the Brazilian government on their own due to the threats around them and the string of attacks on their people by an illegal cocaine traffickers. So because of that, they it leads you to believe that most of these tribes are aware of the outside world and they choose very purposely not to make contact unless they're motivated by fear or a very specific self-interest. And like I said, there there's evidence of them purposely pulling back further and further away. They don't want to be contacted. Well, Some of these stories because they have in the past and it's gone very poorly. I don't blame them. If they had to deal with Valley Girls ordering non-frap mocha white lattes via Starbucks Can you imagine? every day, wait, wait, I would want to move away here's too. A thought. Why Can do you, you think we left California? Oh, yeah. Lots of fraps. To get specifically away from them. They are a threat to humanity. <laughs> well, can you imagine being, you know, someone who's lived in the Amazon rainforest your entire life? You've never seen anything outside of the maybe like 10 square miles your tribe has sort of moved around. And someone hands you a venti Starbucks Java chip frap and you drink it. And it's just immediate. They would die. They yeah. would literally, I would have to assume it would be like a out of body experience. <laughs> it's like Honestly, a drug. Like a manna well, from it, heaven. It's like a drug. It is a drug. It, it like, is a drug. Yeah, I mean, sugar. But you know, the likelihood is, is they have shit that's better than that anyway. Yeah. No. I mean, all these no, indigenous no. peoples from all over have all kinds I of things. Always, that, no, I would disagree. And, uh, hey, hey. Better than a mocha frap latte. I think the answer to the, all this is you don't encroach upon them as human beings. You take an avatar. Which, by the way. By like the way. we did when we went to Pandora. No, 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 we're not bringing up James Cameron's terrible movies. Um, <laughs> that have yet to get a second one after like twenty it's years. We happen. rode that ride. We happen. rode that ride in in World of Disney. I thought it was amazing. Loved it. Terrible. Loved Are you terrible. Serious? Do you Loved want to know why it. I thought it was terrible? That's why? Because there were children screaming. If there were no children at Disney World, it would be a wonderful place. There was nobody screaming well, on that ride. Beowulf, your incorrect. sister was flipping, screaming. Yeah. She was. Screaming. I loved it. I thought it was great. I liked it too. But by the way, just to correct you, I, I'm going to disagree with you very harshly here. They do not have. Maybe they. Well, maybe, you know okay, what? You know, I'm going to take a page out they, of your book earlier. They don't. You can disagree have, with all all you want, Wolf, and I'm going to say, is, "Fuck you." Okay, that's fine. <laughs> they don't have a sugary drink that comes in stupidly named. What do you think? Coca's comes sizes. From? Wait a sec. That come in stupidly named Italian sizes that all mean the same thing. Venti, whatever yes, the other, I've they all mean the that same meme thing. Too. Hilarious. I um, love that one. But at the same time, you want to know why? Because none of them are. None of them resemble Augustus Gloop from Willy Wonka. <laughs> That's why they're all jacked. Hey, where do you think cane sugar comes from? And where do you think um, cocoa comes from? Yeah. Hard to get things. They're making coffee Hard and chocolate out there. That's better not, than anything you can get sure, at Starbucks. But they don't have those particular things. Don't have ninety grams of sugar in them. I bet they do. No. My point of saying mm-hmm. that was, I imagine either they want nothing to do with it, or they'd taste it and it would be amazing, but they'd get sick they after would get sick, like yeah. one right, sip. Right, right. Well, look. The reason, look. The reason I say this, and I could be completely wrong. I'm willing. Willing to accept wrong, wrong, wrongerness, wrongerness, more wrongingness. Um, I'm willing to accept that. Um, no, new dictionary word has this, just been invented. Wrongingness, more wrongity, more wrongingnosity. The only reason I say this is because the reason people develop, all of us, develop addiction to caffeine and to sugar and to uh, what is it? It's saturated fats that are the bad ones, right? I'm not addicted to anything. Yes, you are. Um, no, I'm not. I will tell you by being a part of the first world, you are addicted to some level of something. 
um, because everything is to such a high degree that if we were not within an organizational culture like this, we wouldn't seek those things out. Try not drinking a soda or an energy drink for three months. Just try Wolf. it. Is often wrong, but never. I am not in wrong doubt. about this. Not never about this. in I'm doubt. I'm not incorrect about this, and the reason I say this is because there's certain things that people. You just have used a, a double negative. That's incorrect to begin with. I'm not incorrect about this. You're not incorrect. That's that's a double negative. How is that a double negative? Incorrect is a negative. You're being negative. I'm so that's a, tri- a triple negative. That's a and you're correct. You're, proper grammar. You're, I'm no, not incorrect no. about this. You are not incorrect about this. That is proper grammar. That means you are correct. No. You're not incorrect means you are correct. Yeah, so so why would you say you're not incorrect? Well, because it's a better way of saying it. And you're being um, negative, so it's triple negative. I don't know why. See, you know, you, the fact that you're getting defensive about this tells me you have an uncontrollable uh, addiction to sugar. I do not. I have an addiction to this particular beverage that I yeah. have because mm-hmm. it is fantastic. It is really good. Those are really good. All I'm saying is in an organic setting, humans did never had access to the type of stuff that we have in a first world or hell even a third world when it comes to sweets and the types of food we have that's all i'm saying all i'm implying uncontacted tribes may have tribes may have access to sugar cane and cocoa and stuff like that uh cocoa specifically but they don't have it to the level and high uh, of availability that we have that's my I, I think we have a definitive misunderstanding about the history of different peoples maybe i think from the context of their civilizations at different times, and we're not talking about necessarily uncontacted tribes at this point, though they might be a derivation from originally much larger populations that have gone by way of the dodo, you know. In, in, or you know, abducted you, by aliens like the Mayans. I mean, if you look at LIDAR and stuff that's going on now to look at uh, cities and temples and things that are in the middle of these forests, you know there were lots of people around for a long period of time, and they had extensive highly cultural, mm-hmm. highly sophisticated sure. lives and, and civilizations. But I would argue, and you're correct about that, and facetiousness set aside, I would argue that the ease of the luxury goods that we have at such a large level today was not the same then. I would argue that. That's why I say that certain things like sugar or highly high fatty foods are probably not the same. Well, you have a right to be wrong. Okay. <laughs> Never wrong. Always right. Well... <laughs> Not all are in favor of regulations to protect these uncontacted people, regardless of if the chocolate's better there or... or It is probably better there, yeah. ...or here. Uh, President Alan Garcia of Peru famously said in 2007 that uncontacted tribes were only a fabrication of environmentalists bent on ceasing oil and gas exploration. Probably true. And in 2016, Wolf, your favorite country, China, they had a subsidiary mining company working in Bolivia... And they blatantly ignored signs that they were encroaching on uncontacted tribes' land, and they attempted to have a massive cover-up of it. Does that surprise you at all? No. And you want to know why? It's not the Chinese people that I have a qualm with. It is the Chinese Communist Party. And look, saying that makes me probably on some sort of blacklist in China, which, fine, whatever. Um, You know, a badass way to go. Uh, With that being said, I think that if they would just tweak a few things, they could be a really, really cool group of individuals xi jinping could be super super cool but he's too focused on thinking that he is a god skynet is watching from over skynet there. yeah well totally exists. Well, maybe let's, let's, it does let's exist take, yeah, it does. let's take our focus just a little bit south of china and down into the australia i feel like i'm moving around google earth right now as you speak right which well, by the way by the way pause i discovered 
I have to admit something to all of our listeners. Um, I am now an evil cultist, uh, technologically specifically. I don't care about any other groups um, that are at risk or small groups. I'm now an Apple person. Um, And because I'm a part of Apple, I have now discovered Google Earth on Apple. I saw it the other day, and now I understand your uncontrollable addiction to scrolling Google Earth at night. (laughs) Yes, I'm looking at you. It is unbelievable. They had the world. And honestly, before Apple, being a simple, lowly Samsung user that I was, I thought the Earth was flat. Incorrect. The Earth is a circle. It's a sphere. And I know this verifiably because of my iPhone 13 Pro Max. I'm better than all of you, even the listeners who don't have them. I am superior. And I drink my mocha frap lattes while riding in my Tesla well, with my silk satin shirt and pants that are pink and purple at the same time. Because all I'm the while tearing apart small free animals. Yes. Without even, without even batting an eye. I am like a small demigod with all my apple technology. My grandma, what big teeth you have. Yeah, well, yeah. The power pulsing through my veins. Can't wait to see those silk pajamas. (laughs) They're not pajamas, they're clothes. I have silk pants. Well, that segues very nicely into the two tribes that I plan to (laughs) talk about today. It does, yes. Let's let's start with the Centalese of India. Now, these people are probably the most famous of the bunch. The Centalese people of North Sentinel Island are probably infamous more than they're famous because of certain reasons we'll talk about. I'm sure there's some news stories recently that you may have heard on the grapevine about these people who live on this tiny little island. Elon Musk has discussed putting a Tesla power plant on the island. That's why it's <laughs> Give them all jobs. Uh, the the island is east of South Adamant Island in the Bay of Bengal, and their language is not like the languages of the nearby islands, which suggests that they have actually been isolated to this island for thousands of years. Now, if you go on Google Earth, you can easily find this island. Just go to the... Actually, you can just type it in. That, that That's one way to find it. But it is... Wait, you can type things in Google Earth? You can search yes. in Google Earth? Are you being funny right I'm now? I'm not being funny. I had no idea that you could search like a search engine in Google Earth. That's how not Google Earth friendly I am because I was serious? a lowly yes. Samsung user. Search anything. Boob Island. I'm Does sure Boob there's Island like, exist? Maybe. Where's my phone? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's, you did. I have no idea. Bo- I honestly am not boob intrigued. Island? You're going to get a you're going to get a whole you know series what? of I, algorithms I'm, I'm coming looking, at you I'm if you put in at Boob Google Island. Earth. Google Earth on the laptop. Anyway, pull up North Central Island while you do it then. Well, because... I don't have any internet connection because Cox Communications is the greatest ISP of all time. It's a tiny, mostly circular island. It's got a couple bays on the north, I think the west and the south side, sort of surrounded by a reef. So it's kind of hard to get to the island. And the whole thing, except the beach, is covered, just completely covered in very thick green forests. To clarify, she said reef, not reef. It's not covered by uh, Christmas wreaths. That would be... <laughs> I said I was, reef. I was, reef. I was thinking I, maybe you that said word. reef? I did not say reef. Surrounded by wreaths. I'm, I said reefs. Okay, where can you search? I thought you said it was surrounded by... I thought she said it was surrounded by a reefer. My God. Which would be apropos for tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, Boob Island. No, look Boob up. Boob Island. <laughs> There's Breast Island. It's in Sitka, Alaska. That is a real place. Is it shaped 
like a breast. Uh, disappointingly not. No, well, it's a type, guy in, named Breast, type in North Sentinel Island. Breast Island. Are you typing thing. it in? Sorry, I got distracted by I know you got distracted. He always gets distracted by I'm trying to keep you on track. Sentinel. S-E-N-T-I-N-E-L. I-N-O-E-L. Sentinel. North Sentinel Island. And actually, when you pull it up, you'll see that it's about eight square miles. And if you actually look at the top. God, I'm like Superman. Left. So north. Northwest part of the island, and okay. in the reef, you'll reef? see a, a ship that's actually uh, a shipwreck crashed. Shipwreck. There's a shipwreck on the island. I'm zooming in, and I'm I didn't enhancing. Enhance. Do you see it? Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> Do you see the ship? It's I'm a, enhancing. It's like a big tanker. I'm enhancing. I'm enhanced. I'm enhancing. <laughs> I'm zooming in on the ship. Ship. I have the ship in my. So I this, didn't. I didn't keep that. This is Captain Burdock with uh, AC 130 405. We are zoomed in on the ship on North Sentinel <laughs> Island. This is a risk of security to the Sentinels. Peep, Sentinel. Sentinelese people. Do I have a go ahead to take it out with the AC 130 guns? No. <laughs> Crappy over, you've got to go ahead. <laughs> uh, this this ship, I didn't write about it in the notes, but it actually was a tanker that crashed on the reef and it, the people had to be airlifted out of there because they were in danger. The, the tribe did not like that ship there and uh, it's still there to this day, wait, wait, but wait. they now are expected to have basically plundered the skeleton of the ship for all the metal. Wait, wait, does that, does that say, does that say Enron? Oh my <laughs> but anyway, in February 2001, the census of India held an expedition that confirmed at least a few dozen people live on the island. That was in 2001. But after the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami, which I'm sure you remember, terrible, terrible tragedy to a lot of the areas surrounding the Indian Ocean, a helicopter did check in on the island and confirmed that the Centralese had survived. The local Adaman and uh, Nicobar government which is an island chain that it's part of it's right to the east of this island much bigger that government has an eyes on and hands off policy and nobody is allowed near the island they actually patrol the waters and they are extremely strict about it uh this patrol is done alongside with the indian government and regardless of this there have been many attempts of course to contact them most at least the pretty much all of them have gone poorly it's a big ass island it's very big it's and large. it's completely covered just completely with forest. Oh yeah, it looks it, it is literally a green splotch of uh, paradise. Well, in yeah. November of 2018, an American missionary named John Allen Chow was killed by the Centralese tribe when he was on an illegal expedition to the island. He apparently intended to convert the tribe to Christianity because he had considered the island to be his words, quote Satan's last stronghold on earth, and he paid two fish- fishermen 335 bucks to take him close to the island. Hold it. 335 in 47 cents? That was a... What the hell? 335 US dollars and 47 cents is a direct... All right. It's like whatever the currency it's is. It's a conversion. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, if that's not a conversion, what an odd, Can you know, I, I've got $335 and 47 cents. Take me to Satan's Island. Can I please? <laughs> it's been long enough. I can laugh about this. Why 
in the world did he think this was Satan's last stronghold? Well, there are so many places where you I would think something with I volcano could, on it, like with a Congress, you know, maybe Mount House Doom, of Republicans or House <laughs> of Representatives, House <laughs> Republicans, God, House of Representatives, uh, maybe like some parts of maybe all of LA. I mean, like, honestly, like there are other areas that I would think of. Not this. It's like these people are just sunbathing on the beach and enjoying their nice private island that they don't have to deal with all of our bananas do, out here in the wild, wild west of the world. And do we pity <laughs> last stronghold? Do we pity John? Do we do we feel bad for John? Well, let me go into some of the stuff that happened because a lot of people do not pity him. It's very clear the internet has chosen a side. So. Well, the internet's full of a lot of stupid people. Well, but should we, including us, should we pity John? Well, though? we don't want John to be dead. We don't want anyone to be killed. Team but, John? But John also kind of overstepped here. I think he made a, some stupid decision. And he knew it was a dumb decision. He even talked about it. Because uh, in his final days, including I, the days can, he was living on the Fisher boat, out like just, just floating outside the island, he left a diary. And I read the entire I, thing, at least this? what's been released. Can I quote this? Please. Sure, this is, this is from his diary. Lord, is this island <laughs> Satan's last stronghold where none have heard or even had the chance to hear your name? The eternal wives of this tribe are at hand, and I think it's worthwhile to declare Jesus to these people. Please do not be angry at them, or at God, or Miss Piggy. If I get killed, do not retrieve my body, or my frog legs. This guy was suicidal, obviously. Well, or, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's like, uh, it's like uh, somebody going out guns blazing around a, a boatload of cops. It's... That's so much cooler. Suicide well, by cops. So you know? he, this he is, clearly, in his in you his could do diary that for free. entries, in his diary you entries, three hundred bucks. He made it very clear he knew that there was a very strong chance he is was. Is he related die. to Rockefeller? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I just sort of summarized the three days he was out there, at least that he wrote about. Which, by the way, I just want to point out that I did a really excellent Kermit the Frog there, and nobody here thought it was great job. You guys have gotten so used to my that was Kermit. That was Kermit. You've gotten so used. I know (laughs) it's Jimmy Carter. You've gotten so used (laughs) to my voiceovers. I I need to invent. We assume that you're going to use these talents. I need to get new ones. Like I need to bust out some new. No, these ones are very good. I, I do. I do all of them too often, and you expect them like all the time. Well, I I have a little problem with. You know, you being so anti-frog, though. You know, you know what, dude? Kermit had it coming. John had it coming. Well, John definitely did. But Kermit. Kermit? Come on now. Dude, Kermit is a simp. He's, he's, a simp he's like the piggy. rainbow connection. He's man. a giant simp. He doesn't stand up for himself. Hey, he's amphibian. And you got to give him credit. Stomps can, all over him. He can hold his breath, and he can breathe air, and breathe through the water. He can, he can do us, everything. He can bring us all together. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> rainbow connection? <laughs> Well, let's, get, let's hear let's like, hear this this the last days of John's demise here. Fifteenth of November. His planning is this is like his his suicide letter is what this is. Yeah, he was uh, he was nervous. Uh, the first day he the fishing boat took him about sixteen hundred twenty three hundred feet from the shore. He actually canoed towards the shore with a waterproof Bible. <laughs> And when he got there, he attempted to communicate with the tribe members, and they were pretty hostile in response. They didn't want him there, and they he turned around and left. 16th of November. 
This was a much uh, longer day. He actually approached them again, and they now reacted in amusement. They laughed at him. They jeered at him. They, uh, well, he is in his journal entry. He said he thought they were, they must be cursing at him because they were making rude gestures and kind of pointing at their privates and doing, you know, what he, offensive <laughs> behavior. The universal, the universal fu symbol. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he actually tried, apparently, singing worship songs to them and spoke to them in what he thought might be a similar neighboring language, after which they wait, wait, fell wait, wait, silent wait, wait for a, a sec- second. Wait a second. So he started singing Hillsong United <laughs> and then started mumbling I'm not sure something. about the specific song. He wasn't sure. He wasn't sure about what native language it was, so he started speaking in some... These people thought he was probably insane. Well, they responded with lots of what he called high-pitched sounds and gestures. And it said that he actually tried to hand over gifts, including, you know, fish. Uh, But a young boy walked up towards him and shot an arrow directly at him that pierced the Bible he was holding in front of his chest. After which he retreated again, and they actually took his canoe, so he swam so, all the way you know, back to the fishing this boat. Guy, that incident right there is why he went back again, because mm-hmm. he thought he was protected. Yep. This guy not is exactly. a moron. I'm sorry. Look, look. No, I'm not. He, they shot an arrow. You know what I do whenever I go to people who I don't know, and they start shooting projectiles at me in an attempt to kill me? I go back. <laughs> Exactly. It's like a final screw you guys. You missed me the I first can't. time. Look, sad that he died because it is sad. He shouldn't have died. Why did no one tell him he shouldn't have? Because done the fishermen this? already had that three thirty five in their pocket. Where was his group of sheep? Per se, well, not to be negative. Something tells me he was. Where were he they? Was he was kicked out of the flock? Well, the following day, he actually oh, told... Oh, yeah, 17th, 17th of November. He told the fishermen to leave without him. And they both report... There was two of them, the fishermen. Both report later seeing the tribe dragging John's body. And the following day, his body was lying on the shore. Uh, they went back to the neighboring island. They told the government. They reached out to the family. And, you know... Indian officials made several attempts to recover John's body, but eventually they abandoned those efforts. They'd actually had a very tense encounter with the tribe and decided that they weren't going to go any further because the tribe is very hostile you know, with a, any sort of outside contact. Like I said, they've, they've uh, thrown spears at helicopters. They are not interested. Um, actually, I didn't write this in the notes either, but this group was contacted at least twice before this where two young people were taken to the other island and immediately got very, very sick and then were taken back. So I'm sure they have all sorts of stories that they've passed along over generations. And we do have photos from about a couple decades ago. Uh, There was a successful contact in where coconuts were given to people of the tribe. Um, And they seemed grateful for them in the photos. Like there was lots of smiles, but that was the last... uh, quote-unquote positive contact ever made and that was in i think the 80s well honestly silliness aside and the sadness like the demise of john very sad i will say one positive thing because i I like to i like to be a positive individual (laughs) that boy had cojones the size of like what i would imagine an elephant's cojones 
to be. Yeah, well, he was fearless. Uh, he was pretty scared in his journal entry. Well, he went back. Yeah, he did. So, but uh, yeah, that's the story of John, and the tribe has made it very clear they don't want to be contacted. And I'm what if sure... we tried to reach them via Twitter, though? Have we tried that? <laughs> have we uh, attempted? Should we just drop off? Well, there have been reports of some of the st- some of the gifts given to them. They have no interest in. They'll actually just bury them. Have we attempted to give them the iPhone 13 Pro Max? We could airdrop <laughs> some things, maybe in their native language. I think we should get them some all emojis. iPhones. We, we I think we give, should, and we would program in this look, podcast follow, so they could understand follow me what here. the real world is like. Follow me here. We're already giving free phones to people who come into the United States. We should take a little bit of that money and give it to some of the contacted tribes. We give them iPhone 13 Pro Maxes. They're as awesome as I am. Then we give them access to the Apple Card. They can (laughs) buy things at the touch and the Apple Card has weight. So it's like you're like a really like high level individual. He's excited because he gets to use the Apple Card. Wait, 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 wait. This is very important. They have the iPhones. They have the Apple Card. Card. We send them Tesla trucks. <laughs> they, we, in those Tesla trucks, in the trunk of those Tesla trucks, we fill them with uh, Dr. Dre Beats, um, AirPods, and then PS5s. You know what they do and with all flat that? screen TVs. They'd bury it in the sand right next to your body. We would say that, but here's <laughs> yeah. the thing is we have a timer set that turns all of it on once the truck lands on the island. Boom. They're addicted to Elden Ring. Boom. They're addicted to, uh, you know, NFL uh, Madden 23 because that's coming out and it's going to be trash, but they'll be addicted to it. They won't know the difference. Then all of a sudden they're no longer contacted. They're frat bros from ASU. I think this is a verifiable plan. I think everyone should get on board with this. We could just take a little bit of that money mm-hmm. that's coming from taxpayer dollars, redirect it to things that are valuable, like Tesla trucks, iPhone 13 and Pro Max. them all to the North Centralese. Yeah. I mean, why not? Why not? That's a question. Who else needs them? They need them. Exactly. Why wouldn't we? I'm aboard. I'm all aboard. I'm ready. I think it's time to introduce. Let's get a boat. I've got $335.47 prepared. Let's send that. Well, that's ironically enough, that's the exact price retail of uh, Yeezys. Let's send them some Yeezys. Honestly, I'm telling you, this is a foolproof plan. We bribe them with luxury goods. That's how we do this. Could you see a, could you see a bunch of got you know half a dozen they would be, indigenous Centalese coming out with arrows and Yeezys on oh their my feet? God. They would look rocking so some incredible. rocking some beats Dude, and then uh, pull up in some, a Tesla truck. Some Balenciaga, give them a little Balenciaga, give them a little bit of like Gucci Gucci freaking belts. Dude, they would be on fleek. And yes, I just said that. I just said that term. That's I don't know what it means. How, no one knows what it means. I don't even know what it means. That is honestly what we could do. Yeah, good idea. I'm going to run on this. I'm running in 2024. Right, well, That's what I'm running on. That's my see, major campaign point. Let's see if this idea <laughs> And here's, here's the thing. It doesn't even have to work because this money, it's according to modern monetary theory, comes from nothing. So we can just do it inevitably and definitely. And they'll all have Yeezys and they'll probably bury them or maybe they'll wear them. Maybe they'll wear them. Maybe, Air, maybe the foam runners, send them the foam runner. I mean, they, they would look really cool. I just think that's a good idea. I honestly think that's a good idea. I'm just over here, whoa, spitting out genius ideas and no one's over here supporting me. I'm looking for some Let's investors. see if it transfers to the second tribe we're going to talk Maybe about. I could get Elon to buy... Ten point four percent of the Centalese don't need them. I bet you this next trap would. Yeah, the the Mashu Mashko Piro. Mashko Piro. It's an indigenous tribe of nomadic hunter gatherers who inhabit in the remote regions of the Amazon rainforest. AR fifteens. We give them AR (laughs) fifteens. Yeah. Right. Good idea. Hunting rifle. 
they reside in the Manu National Park in Peru's Madre de Dios region. So it's along a river. They actually have made it very clear they do not desire any contact with the outside world. Because in 1998, it was estimated that their number was around 100 to 250 people. Do you think that these... It's been a while since 1998, though. Do you think that herbal life might be something they'd be interested in. <laughs> Do you have an opportunity just, you'd like to share with them? Hey, guys. They could so, start selling up? Herbalife to each other. Just, they drop. Just, helicopter comes in. It lands. Drops me up. Hey, fam. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about an amazing opportunity, Herbalife. It's going to get you fit. It's going to get you healthy. It's going to get you energy. Forget all that natural stuff you've been doing, okay? We got more organic natural options for Perfect. you. We've got AR15s, we've got Yeezys. Join us. Join us. Leave Satan. You know, I think what he John, said earlier in this program us. is actually true, Bale. He is a cult leader. I think this would be fantastic. If, if not one now, he wants to be one. Dude, we don't even need to it's send them. Like, we don't even need to send them Bibles. He says wolf and bull cult we, all we, the time. We don't need to send them Bibles. We send them the little operational manual on how to operate your iPhone 13 Pro Max. That's just what I said. It would be fantastic, honestly. Well, these people haven't been uh, involved in normal iPhone world for a while, actually. And and why should we deprive them any further? (laughs) Because in 1894, most of the tribe was murdered by the private army of Carlos. That could be a reason. He was just a dickhead. Carlos Fitzcarald was a Peruvian rubber baron, which is a very, he was a very interesting (laughs) fellow. He actually died when he was 35 and sinking in a ship. I suggest you look into him. My ship was made entirely of rubber rubber balls. (laughs) Any survivors of the tribe ended up retreating to the remote forest areas and they were not seen again until the 21st century. That was in 1894. Uh, In September of 2007, ecologist, ecologist, thank you. Thank you, Bull. In a helicopter confirmed their survival, catching about 20 people on film and viewing their constructed palm leaf huts on the riverbanks. They suspect that they do this during the dry season for fishing, and during the wet season, they actually retreat further into the rainforest. Ugh, can you imagine during I, the I, wet season you know, living in the rainforest? I think about these two I tribes you're I mean, talking about. So flood, but what? And I, I, they, must have, they must be immune to mosquitoes. Oh yeah, you know honestly. I mean, I, I think talk about naked right. and afraid. Jeez. Yeah. Well, they're not afraid of anything, and you want to know why they'd even be less afraid is if we took all of the oh, I- we <laughs> all of the up. iPhone eights that oh, no one uses God. anymore. We send them. A, That's because their operating system slowed down on purpose. Two hundred fifty people. We send them about ten thousand phones each. Because we, well, we, we're just going to throw them in the garbage. We need to use them for something. You know how the, the, the churches, like, they go down to, like, South America and different countries and they build people, like, like buildings that are, like, more of, like, a curse than a blessing? I mean, if you look at the, if you look at it, it's kind of a problem. Like, who fixes the plumbing when there's a problem? I mean, the wall falls down. Like, who fixes it? Uh, we send those people 10,000 iPhones, iPhone 8 specifically. Should because they get chargers? No, they're going to use it as building structures. They wouldn't be cold. They wouldn't... Because here's the thing. They're solar powered now. The Amazon yeah. rainforest isn't but, exactly a chilly no, well, just place. Just wait, just wait, just wait. It could be. Um, it, <laughs> climate change, climate change. I'm just saying, we send them 10,000 each. They've got 250,000 iPhone <laughs> iPhone 8s. They build almost like it's con- like brick out of the iPhones. It's an insulating 
product, honestly, and, and we could send them solar chargers. So it would if look they need like light, the megalith from 2000 well, we just sent, look, one we, a space odyssey. Yeah, and we just send them some directions. They face the screen outward, and if they need light, they just like connect it to the solar charger. Boom, turn on all the flashlights. They light and, up the rainforest and like nobody's business. And they would light business. up a giant bat symbol. All the jaguars stay away. All the jokers stay away. Uh, crime goes down. And the down. penguins. The penguins uh, would uh, stay The away. economy would boom. Honestly, I, I I would solve all of these problems. This would be... I'm on to something. You're on something, I'm perhaps. Made, no, I'm not. I'm on to something. Because here's the thing. How do we dispose of the iPhones? No one knows. No one knows. We could use them in a recyclable fashion by building... You, you care so much for the environment. I'm so proud of you. Uh, no, know. I care for the indigenous people. And I think that this would be I think you should example. take over being the head of that, uh, whatever it was. The CDC? You're right. No, I not think the, I should C- yeah, the CDC. No, the... the Survivor whatever. National. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no one wants the iPhone 8 anyway. I mean, you just... You just the 13 Max. Well, so what is, happened with this group? Is it is it come out of the, the, the Amazon forest closet yet? Well, no. Huh? There's... <laughs> They're still in the Amazon. They want nothing to do with people. In fact, in 2012, a local guide named Nicholas Flores was found dead with a bamboo-tipped arrow stuck in his heart. And it's believed that he was killed by members of the Mashko Piero tribe. And in August of 2013, the BBC actually reported that a group of the Mashko Pieros had been seen apparently asking neighboring villages for food. But the Peruvian government is very strict about this. They have banned contact with the tribe because they fear that they might be infected by strangers with diseases, and I'm sure even more so today. But, yeah, those are two of the more famous uncontact trades. But like I said, there's up to 200 estimated to be out there. You know, it's it's kind of a sad, sad issue because they end up being... Uh, the island is one thing. They've always lived there. They've got their own contained environment. The, these other ones that are in, like a rainforest, are and keep getting their territory intruded on further and further. Sooner mm-hmm. or later, something like what happened to this group would happen to almost all of them that are near civilization, and they right. end up needing something. And if there's strict protocol against contact at all, you end up killing them off anyway. And how do you protect right. these people from the cold and from lack of... Social media. I don't think, send them. I don't think send they them. care about your I iPhone. I think maybe not, but maybe one day they will. And I think we send the only app they need I, I think is that, they need uh, Twitter. We send them Twitter on the phone. I think the wolf's blood sugar. There's is ten thousand, ten thousand, two hundred fifty thousand iPhone eights. We send them. Don't don't give me the speed up. This is our <laughs> podcast, and by our I mean all of ours. And I can Ooh. talk for all I, for as long as I want to about how iPhone. And Elon Musk's, Musk's Tesla, and maybe Kanye. I mean, if Kanye gives us a really good deal at a wholesale price on the Gucci, on the Kanye Wave Runners, on the, I mean, these we could solve so many problems. We could solve. Uh, was there ten thousand people in the whole world? We're talking about is here. Is there disease on iPhones? No. Is there disease you know, on Tesla? No. Is there disease on Gucci or on Kanye West uh, Wave Runners? Maybe. Maybe the disease isn't a, a virus of pathological, like a pathology. Path- pathology. Yeah. It's the disease of hype beasts of, are not a disease. It's the disease of a first world problem with social media. Okay. Electric vehicles not going and far enough on one charge. Sure. So, and wave runners. You know, a serious, serious thing for a second. If you on your feet. If you knew the difference, if you had enough to satisfy your life, 
you and a, a tribe of 50. If there was enough going on to satisfy your life and, and you were content in your contented ignorance, right? Ignorance is bliss is the saying. And you could compare it to the kind of stuff that we go through in this first world problems that we have. What would you decide to do? I mean, that, I mean, I know that's an odd question, but it's an actual question that's decided by groups of people all the time. I mentioned the Amish and the Mennonites earlier, mm-hmm. and there's, there's definitely connection with the world for them. And there's, hell, there's cable shows about my Amish mistress or whatever the oh, hell it's called. I don't even my, know. Yeah. My, uh, my Amish mistress I'm making the shit name up. of the show. You can make shit up, I can make that shit up. That sounds yeah. very intriguing. Tell me more. Well, she has a chin beard. That's fine. A, a neck beard, excuse me. But but anyway, um, progressive twenty twenty two. My my whole point is is there is definitely an attraction mm-hmm. to divesting yourself from a, you know iPhone thirteens, for instance. Is there though? Unless you have a bunch of iPhone eights to build a statue, to build from. a home out of. But exactly, I think you should use old spittoons. Because what is life without, without an iPhone thirteen? Yeah, made well, of iPhone eights. Yeah. I'm just guys. But, look, you know, it, go ahead. You may think that I'm. I don't joking. know if you should. You go may ahead. think that I'm joking. You I, may I, think that this is a. Silly, the laughter tells me you must this, be. You may. I'm totally serious. You may think Wait, this is a serious. Can you say that silly, in Kermit's voice? I'm totally serious. <laughs> you may think that this is a silly, silly idea. But you know who else thought some ideas were very silly? Everyone. When Copernicus, <laughs> when, 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 when Copernicus said that. We revolved around the sun, and the sun didn't revolve around the earth. You know what everyone said? Pah! Nonsense. You know what everyone said when Elon Musk, at the age of like five, invented Tesla? He's a weirdo. <laughs> you know what everyone said when John Cena, during WWE Raw, when he was fighting Dwayne The Rock Johnson, when he spoke in Chinese, everyone said he was a Chinese show, and they were right. But you know <laughs> what I said in 2022? We could solve so many problems we could just bring them to the first world with us because that is what what is utopia everyone living in world zero there's no first there's no second as ricky bobby said if you ain't first you're last and we're not going to go about that we are going to be zero we're going to be at like absolute zero (laughs) that is the goal here and i'm just i'm just trying to pine you're just trying to even the playing field for everybody yeah you know what if, if give the them North, all Tesla's an easy <laughs> dude. That is the, that is the goal. Honestly, the North Sentinelese. You know what? May I only think I about, think the the current administration will be calling you any moment. They any moment. may only have about ten square miles of non-paved, <laughs> very, very rugged area. But goddamn it, I believe the Tesla truck would be a perfect <laughs> perfect option for them. I just think it would be a great idea. And people may be th- listening to me right now, listening to all of us, and they may think, that is so insensitive. You know what I have to say? <laughs> when did you think about the North Sentinelies Island? Would you send them a pair of Yeezys? You know who didn't send them any shoes? Tom's. Where are the promises? Of- Who's keeping Tom's shoes in check? Do How do we check them? How do we know they actually sent shoes out? Beowulf. How the hell did you do this? Holy know. shit. I'm a genius. When he goes, <laughs> I'm that, just, is, that is genius. True. I'm a creative genius. And I think yep. at the end of the day, we may have war in Ukraine. We may have terrible shirtless horse riding decisions in Russia. We may have really angry rocket firing problems in North Korea. We may have starvation and the deprivation of 
basic human rights in China. But what we don't have is problems in the North Sentinelese <laughs> Island. And I think if we could fix those non-problems... Everything else will fall in line. ...that don't introduce problems, like the iPhone Pro 13 Max... <laughs> We could we, we could be onto something. It's all upset. Hey everyone, this is the Wolf speaking, wrapping up yet another episode of the Wolf and Bull podcast. We appreciate you spending your time with us, and we can't wait for you to hear our next episode. If you like what you heard, tell your friends and family, your neighbors, the local bartender, your doctor, your boss, and hell, you can even tell us. By leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you can directly help build the Wolf and Bull cult. I mean, uh, the Wolf and Bull family. We can be found on most major podcasting platforms and social media. So what are you waiting for? Scoot on out of here and enjoy your day. But you should probably leave us a review first. But make sure to enjoy your day. But don't forget to leave us a review. Okay, bye.